Hi, I'm Maya, and my pronouns are she and her. Hi, I'm Angela, and my pronouns are they and them. And this is Nichities, the podcast where we tackle niche topics and relevant issues, including race, gender, and how to leave a first date's house when you realize they don't own hand soap. Welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast. You can also find us on social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, at Pod. Let's get into this week's episode. Maya, what the fuck is up? Hi. Uh, mm, that's a really good and poignant and timely question um, that I don't know that I have an answer for. Okay. Um, Switching places. <laughs> Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like life is going fine. I feel like I'm, you know, g- going through trials and tribulations, but I feel like I'm persevering. Okay. I feel like I have healthy coping mechanisms, and arguably that's boring. Yeah. No one tells you about that. Yeah. When things get steady, it's like, oh, okay. Now what? Angela, what the fuck is up with you? We're famous. Oh, we're famous. We're famous, I think, even. Okay. Last week, I said we weren't famous and that we were struggling (laughs) artists. And... Now, I'm coming to you as a Gemini to say we're famous. Shocker. Okay. (laughs) We've had lots more listens on our recent episodes than um, kind of, I don't know, like the first year of our podcast. Than ever. Yeah. So that's been great. We're going to host something, which is really excited. Stay tuned. Details to come. Um. And the person that asked us to host was just like, I've been listening to your podcast and it's really, really good. And the segments are really, really good. And you guys have great chemistry. And it was just really, really nice things that I was like, we put a lot of work to make the podcast look the way it does now. And we're famous. I don't know what else the fuck to say. I mean, honestly, I agree. Like, fuck off. We're doing it. We've done it. I'm reaping what I sow. I'm getting what I deserve. Like... (laughs) Everything is working out for me. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who's listening and has been listening. Whether you've been here since the beginning or not, we love you. Um, And if you're new here, I'm going to do a little spontaneous little promo. Ah! A little promo. Okay. Make sure that you are following us wherever you're listening, subscribing to us. Make sure that you download this podcast. Rate us five stars. That's actually the only option. You can't rate us anything other than five stars. Um, So it's like... If you don't want to rate us five stars, don't worry about that part. Um, and then you can also follow us on social media. We are at Nishities Pod. That's Nishities, like niceties, but with an H, on both Instagram and TikTok. Go do it. If you've done some of those things, I mean, you're getting partial credit, but really, we are A plus students here, and you need to do more. That same person told me that they reviewed our podcast on Spotify, and it only went up like 0.1 of a star. And they were pissed, and they were like, I recorded a whole five minute rant about it. And went to send it to you <laughs> and then realized I look crazy. And I was like, that's not crazy. No, bestie. We'll put it on We'll put it on air. The Spotify rating actually drives <laughs> me fucking crazy. <laughs> Literally. So I think we're famous. Who was preying on our downfall? No one. And you know what? Rita Ora. I wish the best for them. <laughs> I do. I wish you growth and light and kindness. Mm-hmm. I hope you find what you're looking for here. <laughs> I hope whatever snooping you've come to do, you've found it. Has been snooped out. All I have to say at this point is thank you. Honestly. That's it. 
I also don't know how many people have listened to that. I'm not going to look. So I'm assuming it's a million. I've just been reflecting on me. Now that we've talked about this, it's time for me to remember that I have things to say about myself. So. (laughs) (laughs) You should say them. That's what we come here to do, actually. I I think I'm becoming, get this, spiritual. Oh. Not religious. But I don't know. I be like convening with the earth. I be feeling auras. I think that's good. I be not out in nature, but I believe that there is nature. Yeah. I believe that it affects other people. I also feel spiritual, but not slash religious. Yeah. And I'm not like... Not formal spirituality. I'm not trying to get too woo-woo, but I'm like, okay, there could be some, some value in relationship with spirituality and nature or whatever. Well, and like, don't you think that like maybe sometimes spirituality is like, just being in touch with yourself and others and the world around you. Like, it's just kind of being aware. Literally. Not spirituality in the Jamie Loftus ghost church, you know, but go listen to that podcast. But not in that way. But yes. In the like, I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of others. I give them grace. I try my best. I don't, I'm trying not to take it to heart. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. I love that for you. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think especially now that we've listened to a podcast that's like formally about spiritualism, it right. feels weird to even be like, I'm spiritual. Yes, because before I had listened to Ghost Church, I fully would have been like, oh, you're spiritual? You light incense? Like, you got a rock in your body? In? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Somewhere. I was thinking about spirituality because I've been accepting the fact that I'm a quote girly. Like, I love a quote quotes will do something for me right at this point in time but then i'm like bitch you've been on this whole quote shit for like two years yeah what the fuck i'm like oh my god you love a quote what the fuck's that about and then i was like oh my god i like poetry i'm a poetry reader it just it all all of those facts add up to a person who in my mind it doesn't look like me what? What? I don't know. I None of those descriptors you just gave to me formed any person image in my head. Are you like mm. quotes and like you want to put them in your house or you just are like, yeah, I felt that in my... That, that one, the second one. My butt cheeks. Yes, because I'm reading this really horny, but also like radical leftist poetry right now. And that'll make your pussy stop. That'll make your pussy throb. It will. Because I'm reading it like you dirty, nasty bitch. And she's using the most (laughs) beautiful, gorgeous words and imagery that I've ever heard. But a whore. I'm excited for you because you told me you were in like kind of a reading slump and didn't weren't getting excited about reading anything. And now it sounds like you like poetry. Yeah, or whatever this bitch is doing. (laughs) So slutty. I'm reading it like aghast, agape. That and it's a poem. It's like trained Wattpad. Because it blows my mind. I'll be like, there are 20 words in this paragraph. But I am moved and wet. Moved and wet. Are you going to tell us what book it is? Yes. Post-Colonial Love Poem by Natalie Diaz. I'm like halfway through it right now. Are you ready to fuck, Mary kill, but like not? 
yeah. Do you want to go first or me? Okay. Was I doing a valley accent? No. You just, I, that felt a little targeted. Maybe. I'll kill you. How's <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> that? <laughs> Fair enough. Swear to God. I'm sorry I've been spicy today. What I have for you today is you get to pick one to be your grandma, one's going to be your mom, and one's going to be your college roommate. Your options are Rory Gilmore, Lorelai Gilmore, and Emily Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. I do love Gilmore Girls. I uh, love Gilmore Girls. And I don't know how that came about. I guess it was just on TV all the time growing up. They're, Rory's bad. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's, start <with> the, <laughs> Let's start with the fact that Rory Gilmore is everyone's biggest nightmare. Yeah, she never did it for me. She disappointed Emily. She was not the debutante Emily wanted. She disappointed Lorelai. She was not the, like, grounded, normal person Lorelai wanted. And she just had bad vibes. And her vibes were atrocious. They were bad. She was never the star of the show for me. That was a show about Lorelai. If you ask me. I want Rory to be my grandma. Because maybe she gets better with age. Okay. Or worse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I want Lorelai to be my mom. Yeah. She's a good mom. Yeah. And Emily can be my college roommate. Because I don't think she'd be a good roommate. I think she'd be clean. I don't think she'd be a good roommate. Because I think she'd probably be like, I don't even know. I also don't think she'd necessarily be a bad one. I think she'd just be like maybe a little bit difficult. Of yeah. like, I don't know, judges you for not folding your laundry. Yeah, she might actively hate you. But like, the place isn't going to be clean. She's not going to make no ways. But Rory... Would rent out your room to the first frat boy who looks her in the eye. You come home and she's glug glug glugging on the couch. <laughs> I so that she can get a job writing at the New York Times <laughs> that she won't get because she's not talented or smart. Ooh. The fuck Mary kill but not that I have for you today is lesbian themed. Woohoo! <laughs> You are going to choose which of these actions you're going to do. So unrequited yearning, you hauling, or lesbian bed death. What's that? Uh, lesbian bed death is like the the theory that like uh lesbian sex and romance oh. peaks so fast that like relatively quickly you're like platonic with each other. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your options are always, never, and immediately. <laughs> okay. Final answer. Okay. U-Haul. Never. Never? Never. I don't want to move in with someone right away. Well, let's define right away. Within six months? Too quick. Unrequited <laughs> 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 yearn. Immediately. Bed death. I guess that leaves bed death at always. It starts at bed death. I guess. Fuck it. Always. Interesting. I feel like... What would you pick? I would want to U-Haul immediately. I just feel like they go hand in hand. They so. do. And would want to do bed death never. Because like... Well, I don't know. Could we cuddle? Yeah. I could survive off cuddling. Truthfully. 
yeah, I don't think we, like, lay rigidly next to each other. <laughs> right. Like, popsicle sticks. Like, <laughs> we're just not fucking, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, maybe I would reconsider if cuddling was on the table. I think cuddling's on the table. At least for me, in my head, it was. U-Haul is never for me. <laughs> okay, how soon would be the quickest of dating that you would be like, we could move in together? I think a year. Here's my thing about moving in with a significant other. You tell me we break up on a random Tuesday and now I just got to figure it out? Like, someone at my job is going through that right now. They're, I, yeah, they're living with an ex and like looking to move out immediately. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, and that puts you in just like a really like emotionally bad situation. I mean, like, I also just recently had to move immediately with like no notice and like, it was bad enough that, like, when I went to pack up my stuff, I wasn't also crying. Yeah, and, like, like <laughs> your landlord's not giving you a deposit because you and your partner broke up. Right. Like. I think we need to also be on, we both need to be on the lease. Yeah, and also, like, we need logistics worked out. Like, are we having different baths? Like, what is the vibe? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to move in with somebody who already has a place. Which I know people do, like, if someone owns a house, like, I just move into your house. I don't know why. I don't know why, but that doesn't... I don't know that, that I would want to do that. Like... I don't I, know that I would want to do that either. No, like, this is your place. It wouldn't be our place. Yeah. Are you... Now that we've discussed rethinking your loot, you haul immediately? No, because go big or go home. Okay. Fair enough. And we're going home together, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i don't know man we gotta talk about bathroom situations and can you or can you not use my face cream would you want your own bathroom yeah i think it'd be lovely to have separate wings i think so too there's nothing wrong with a separate bedroom and a separate bathroom and to share like a living room in the kitchen yeah what has been minorly inconveniencing you lately waking up naturally at 5.45 a.m. today. Um, what's that about? So, I went to sleep last night at 8 o'clock because I took my anxiety meds. Do you want to know why I took my anxiety meds, Brian? Why? Because I had a panic attack after talking to my therapist about whether or not I should purchase an iPad. Do tell without do- triggering yourself. I want an iPad. I think I'm going to get an iPad. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm going to get an iPad. I think I'm going to get one tomorrow. Um, but the thought of spending that lump sum on any one thing gives me anxiety. And I get like bad purchasing anxiety because like, growing up, we didn't spend money on anything. You just don't spend money. You don't go out to eat. You don't spend money on anything, especially anything that's extra. And like an iPad is extra, right? Like I have a laptop. I have a phone. I don't need an iPad, but I want one. Yeah, but just the thought of spending money freaked me out so bad I had to take my anxiety meds and then I went to bed at 8 o'clock and then I was up at 5.45. The thought of not spending money creeps me out to the point of that. So I'm a money hoarder. I just want to hoard it. Well, I'm sorry that you had a panic attack. How did you end up waking up at 5.45? Is it because you went to bed early? Yeah. Tell me about not spending money giving you anxiety. Because I deserve everything I want immediately the second I want it. 
that was another part of it was like it felt like a craving like it felt like <laughs> i had to have it right then and i think that's also what worried me is like am i just instant gratificationing this like am i just gonna buy it and never touch it again i don't think that's the case i had thought logically all day about it in fact i wouldn't shut up about it i've asked every single person i came in contact with hey do you think i need that bad <laughs> so yeah that's fair yeah i haven't delved into it too much but i have a hard time telling myself no like i will do mental gymnastics the entire like if i'm driving from work back home at the end of the day i will do jump through so many hoops to be like i need to stop and get a little treat i'll be like no you decided you're going home you're gonna you have food at home yeah you're gonna cook dinner you even have snacks at home whatever you have ice cream at home you have to stop and get ice cream i'll be like okay i'm doing that fully 0.2 miles later okay but i am gonna i'm gonna pass a mcdonald's and i'm gonna pass a dairy queen and i mean oh i'm gonna pass a culver's and i have a free scoopy ticket somewhere in this car if and if i go to culver's i could get cheese curds and then i'm really only paying for the cheese curds but i'm getting cheese curds and the ice cream for free so it's not a big deal actually and then i'm at culver's so in regards to a little treat i also do mental gymnastics but that's okay for me because it's like ten dollars it's ten dollars for me like three times a day every single day <laughs> for the last five ten i'm always like okay life. so you got breakfast from home you you had coffee from home you had lunch from home you deserve a little treat. You deserve a little treat. But then I go too and then I'm big. Like, then I'm like, if I eat out tonight, I'll eat my groceries tomorrow. I will definitely eat my groceries tomorrow. I saw I, I saw a meme on Instagram that said, why buy the $15 pad tie when I can spend $45 in ingredients to make a worse pad tie? <laughs> and I was like, no, because you're right. Because cooking... And be stuck with pad thai for five or eight days. They, one thing about me, I like to cook a little soup. I love a soup. It's one of the only things I really cook regularly. They only sell celery in huge vats. You want me to eat celery plain? You want me to find enough dishes in the time that the celery would be good to use all of the celery? Yeah, I feel like it comes down to like cooking more. Or you can freeze shit like that, but yes. I'm broke enough that I gotta shop at Aldi. And what I want is Aldi prices, <laughs> but like uh, what fancy big cities have, which is like you can go and buy what you need, which is two stalks of celery. Yes. Or like two cups of flour. Yeah. What's that? Bulk, bulk bin stores. Yes. You can't go to Aldi and buy one tomato. When I first started shopping at Aldi, I was like, I'm not buying this big ass bag of tomatoes. So I popped one tomato out of there and I went up to the cash register and she just said, no. She said, we don't do that. I had a roommate that did that, and they did that for her. What? They weren't supposed to, but they did. I used to shop at Aldi <laughs> and then stop at a different grocery store on the way home to get my produce. Because I was like, I'm not buying all these tomatoes because I'm not going to eat them. You have to be, like, committed to gazpacho. You have to think of 12 different things with the fucking... Maybe maybe Aldi is for people who can their food. Everyone's like, how to live a no-waste life. And I'm like... Be a family of five? Fuck. So what's inconveniencing you? Only getting six hours of sleep. <laughs> so speaking of sleep, I get a solid eight, eight and a half hours every night. Well, most of the time. Normal, that's what I need. I've known I've had sleep apnea because no one will fucking let me forget about it. 
everything is Maya, you snore. Maya, I think you died last night. Maya, we're worried about your health. Maya, you breathe really loud. Maya, I slept on the pullout couch at the hotel because you were breathing really loud. I'm sorry, someone said that to me. I was like, oh my god, who said that about me? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what do you know that I don't know? No, someone said that to me. And people are are bad for that. And so everyone's like, oh my god, we thought you were dead. Okay. We've we've been numb. I'm a big bitch and I have breathing problems. One plus two does not equal fish in this case. It equals three. Okay. We know this. So I finally was able to to secure a home sleep study that would like confirm I have sleep apnea to get me a CPAP. Right. Surely enough, I wake up and it's like, you slept for eight hours and 15 minutes, but really you only slept for six hours and two minutes because you were um dead the other two hours. You were clinically not alive. Struggling, suffocating, gasping. Yeah, but you didn't even know. Uh, you know, I do know. Wasted time. I could be grinding. I was just gonna say. So, is this bothering you? And like, you're tired, or like, is this bothering you just because you know that you could be doing other things? I'm mad because imagine how much better my life would be if I was getting actually eight hours of sleep. So, really, I am minorly inconvenienced by the the knowledge that my life might be better if I had been sleeping for eight hours for, I don't know, the majority of my life. By medical knowledge. Medical knowledge will really fuck you the fuck up. But I'm excited about that. So, you know, I'll keep you updated. Stay tuned. Bring your ass to carpet time. It's here. Okay. It's set. So we're talking about Nepo babies. Let's talk about it. Or nepotism. Nepo babies, as they've been annoyingly coined recently, have been big in the news. Tell me what you know or have been hearing about a Nepo baby. I've been hearing that everyone's a Nepo baby. Nepotism, as defined by me, I did reference this against the internet, but we're not caring about that, is gaining power, favor, or capital because of, like, previous relationships, um, typically, like, familial, but it doesn't have to be familial, so... A parent and a child, siblings, two partners, or friends, right? Because doesn't it come from, like, nephew? You're right. Yes. Nip- nipote is Italian for nephew. And nepotismo is nephewism. So, sprinkle that in your daily language. Put that in an email. So, thank you for teaching me that. But, yes, essentially, uh, using using those relationships to help others gain power and to like hoard power and like capital because of those things so what i think is really interesting and one of the questions i wanted to talk about today is how does nepotism differ from networking which is a word i cannot escape at this point in my life everything is networking um they overlap a lot because networking is utilizing your resources and your relationships to form essentially like alliances i couldn't really think of a better word than that but to help each other grow it's more symbiotic whereas nepotism is more i'm giving my power and resources to you there's no like lifting each other up yeah and it makes you think of like in the classic and from the root of the word like nepotism implies your family which it doesn't always have to be but i think like classically it wasn't is and used that way but whereas networking, you have to form those relationships and you have to put the work in. And nepotism, you don't necessarily have to, right? Someone's just like, hey, man, here's a right. billion dollars. Right, exactly. Do with that what you will. 
So in my Venn diagram, both nepotism and networking share that um, you're being sociable, right? It's like using your relationships and being advantageous, which is something that I pride myself on being advantageous. And that is a skill that's utilized in both of those arenas. So the ability to see an opportunity and go for it, whether that's by calling on your uncle to get you that job or by saying, oh, I think I know a friend who used to work at that company who could possibly share an email. Some of the things that I said were specific to nepotism, right? Um, being like inherited, right? So familial. Um, being a shoe-in to something. It's that like complete overreach of what the like typical system or processes would be. Someone who like doesn't have to interview for something. And so in nepotism, it also works to have a small small circle um, and then to have it be systemic and secretive uh, because when we think like familial power and capital, I think of like the monarchy, right? Different like systems of power that have upheld single lines of families and anything that branches off therefore loses power, mm-hmm. essentially. An example of this is... Denzel Washington's son, whose name I won't look up because I think he's kind of annoying. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Denzel Jr.? That's not his name. John David Washington. Why did he name him that? I don't know. So, John David Washington is an actor. He popped up in his, like, mid-30s getting into um, some big movies. And he talked about how he never dropped his dad's name when he was supposedly never when he was auditioning for these movies and jobs because he didn't want to like get in on his dad's cloud so i had a conversation with this about someone or about this with someone it was between two artists that were talking about their art and producing it and they were talking about not using i think it was their dad's money to do something and they were like I, I just really want to work for it i like you know i don't want to be like everybody else i want don't want to have that and they were struggling to have a name for it i was like privilege i was like you want to deny your privilege and like hearing that irritated me to no fucking end because i'm like i just <sighs> and it is privilege and ignorance to be able to say i'm not going to use my privilege to be like I'm going to risk it all for this job, knowing that if you fail, you've got daddy's money. Exactly. Like, it's ignorant to think that dropping daddy's name or using daddy's money to produce one thing is the only way that your privilege is influencing you. Right? Like, it's paying for the apartment you're living in. It's making sure that you can work a part-time job so that you can still produce your art. Like, it's not just daddy finances one project. Right. It's all of the things that come with that privilege. All the people you know, all the words you know, all the places you've been, all the schools you went to, all add up to you being a privileged person. It just drives me insane to a point where I'm almost just like, just fucking use your privilege. Just use it. Own it. Or disown it. I feel like those are the options. Own it or disown it. Yes. But you don't get to do this half-ass game where you make yourself feel better. It's strange, especially like, yeah, to think that it's a choice. It's kind of like... There's been a conversation going around TikTok. Your cosplaying is unprivileged, and that just drives me fucking insane. You are pretending yes. for the fun of it that you don't have the same privilege as everybody else, even when you do. And that grinds. 
my gears. You can have privilege. That's fine. It's what you do with it that, like, is the whole Mm -hmm. thing. And what you're doing with it by just being like, I'm going to cosplay as unprivileged is not helping. You are not helping. You are not making anything better. Yeah, that sentiment has been going around, you know, internet common dialogue, essentially. Uh, There was someone on TikTok who was made a video after they, like, got called slurs in the street essentially and they were like oh my god i'm so excited that they like i think they were like getting called queer slurs or something that that they saw me as queer enough to call me a slur which is like disgusting on a lot of different levels what a disgusting ignorance and privilege to be able to like microdose hate and oppression and crime like people actively like hurting you and to then be like giddy about it because that never happens to you. Just very ignorant. I've also been seeing conversations of shifting from privilege to ignorance because privilege highlights the benefits, mm-hmm. whereas ignorance highlights the negative that it puts out. So I don't know. Things I'm thinking about. And with networking, I feel like it's also a very nebulous thing of like, what is networking? Is me talking to this person at the grocery store networking? Like, what really is it but to me it really is kind of based in community it's like how you connect with your community and use those things i think like in my job in this stage of my career networking is often framed as like we go to a cafe and we talk about our jobs or we match on match on linkedin we swipe right on linkedin (laughs) oh god (laughs) but not being so rigid And that it really is part of community, which I think has really opened me up to the concept of networking. Yeah, I think it's really nice when you put networking in the perspective of community. Um, And forming community. I don't know. Um, Do I network? Yes. Angela, you're a local one. Which I feel like to be a local, inherently you have a network. Oh my god. Yes. I'm a networker. Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right? So that networking can be a larger thing. And networking to me is the non-toxic version of nepotism. That's what I was thinking, right? It's like the positive version of nepotism because you can also say like, hey, I was so lucky to get this apartment or I'm so lucky to know this person. And I think it also comes down to power imbalances. Me knowing this person, I still had to go. Or like my grandpa knowing that person, I still had to get my credit checked. Right. Next question I wanted us to address is what does what are the day to day impacts of nepotism? Because I think when we talk about nepo babies on the internet, it's like they got a movie, they got to be a director, they got to walk a runway, which is nepotism. But I think talking about it in that level of like, you know, they won an Oscar really takes it away from its humanity almost and our ability to relate to it. Because it's like, well, I can't relate to someone who has an Oscar and directed a movie. Yeah, and like, frankly, I don't give a fuck. Like, if nepotism is what's giving people Oscars, fine. I'm not so pressed about that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone's winning an Oscar, there's a certain amount of privilege that comes with that, no matter who their parents are. So, like, I don't really give a fuck about nepotism in that way. You know what I mean? Right. But for some reason, that's what everyone focuses on. Talking about that on a large scale, when we talk about people in power... So I think of it as like doors that open for you, right? So which is different from just having a lot of opportunities or a lot of money for that matter. Yeah. So like you can have a lot of money and that doesn't mean 
doors just open for you per se if you have to pay the money to get there but then there's an extent where you have so much influence power nepotism connections that things just happen i think it's hard to think of also real world examples and like humanize it because you mentioned the secretive aspect right like celebrities it's not nothing that they have going on is necessarily a secret but like everyday people everyday ceos everyday bosses at your job like they can just make things happen behind closed doors and they don't tell you about it whereas i feel like the nice part about celebrities in this conversation is kind of that transparency most of my examples are celebrities right because we can't see some of these secretive things um it always blows my mind some of the lesser known ones for example ned fulmer from the try guys right Mm -hmm. which is a big brand famous in a niche semi-niche section of the internet when he left the try guys there was an snl skit about them there are multiple writers from his college i think he went to yale who were writing for snl at that time and that skit favored him it showed him in a positive light those people had the ability to say like oh we're not going to trash his name because we went to college with him. And then I kind of want to talk about the Kardashians for a second. Because... Let's talk about them. Because there was privilege and nepotism already before we got Kim Kardashian being the icon that she is. Like, when I listened to Celebrity Memoir Book Club, that's a podcast, and they did Kim, Kim? Chris Jenner's memoir. Um, talking about how she already had connections, right? That's how she got connected with Robert Robert Kardashian. All these things lead to her having a, all these fucking children, Kim getting famous, and then her whole family becoming this, like, dynasty because she had the ability to open doors for them. Well, and obviously she did. Like, Kim's whole, like, okay, if you want to go off the basis that, like, all that happened was, like, Kim got famous for her sex tape, Okay, fine. She was fucking Ray J. How the fuck did she know Ray J? That's what I'm saying. A regular, regular, schmegular bitch is not getting famous for fucking Ray J. The yeah. point was, the reason the sex tape was like a whole thing was because they, people in Hollywood knew who the Kardashians were, right? Like that had power and took off because it was someone's daughter. All personality politics, whatever, to the side. She made a business, factually. She created an empire. Yeah, and then I like you. Just, there's no arguing with that, but I do think it's interesting the way that she was able to open doors for her siblings. You could just have a business, and it will be, even if it's not super successful, it's not going to flop. No, no. And then you can, if it does flop, you can just turn around and do it again. And now I just want to talk about the fact that all of them only have babies with one man. That's not an accident. That's a branding mm-hmm. opportunity. None of the Kardashians slash Jenners have babies with more than one man. They have all these children over all this span. Chloe's second baby was by Tristan. Years after we knew he was cheating. We don't know that Travis Scott and Kylie cannot be together. There's not. But both her babies are by him. That's branding. Oh my god. I have never thought about that. Really? No. Wow. Because I don't know much about their kids or honestly their romantic relationships. Like the most I paid, the like closest attention I ever paid to the Kardashians was before they had any kids. And now right. I just kind of keep up with what I see on social media, but I don't like dig too deep. Oh, the romantic relationships all over the place. The babies? Same father. This next question and the thing I'm going to end this with is um, something that 
my love of my life, Busy Phillips, talked about on her podcast, Busy Phillips is doing her best. Her take, from what I gathered, was can talent be genetic? Are they Nepo babies or is talent just genetic? Let me go ahead and give you a wonderful example of this. Let me go ahead and break this down for you. When I was listening to that one scam in blood bitch, what's her name? Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, the Theranos lady. (laughs) I was listening to a podcast about her. And someone got on that podcast and said her grandpa was a doctor, so she just had it in her blood. Oh, that's so dumb. (laughs) That's how you know talent doesn't run in families. Maybe, maybe you could argue singing and like vocals is genetic. Maybe. Maybe. Then why am I the songbird of this generation? Exactly. I, in my brain, there are three different types of nepotism family trees, right? So the first two both inherit a business or a cultural or cultural knowledge. So I want you to think of these are the four generations. Great grandparent, grandparent, parent, you. Okay. Right? So in this first normal version of a family. Great grandparent is a chef. Okay. Your grandparent becomes a restaurant manager. Yeah. They inherited the family business. Your parent becomes a front of house manager. Okay. Staying in the family line, whatever. You become a cook or a bartender. Right. We could say that that talent, that innate ability to know how to work in the restaurant was inherited. Sure. Or we could say it's what you grew up around. It's what your family knew and talked about. It was a secure thing for you to go into. It allows you to continue like family culture and ties. And those people aren't traditionally wealthy, so we're not nutting over it. Right. Right. That's the reason we're not like, oh, that server, it runs in their blood. Literally. That's the reason. Right. We don't get fucking hard-ons. We don't glamorize that. Over the middle class. And I would argue that's the class you should get hard on. And inheriting a small family business is different than inheriting Walgreens. So now we have our second version of this same family, right? So still inheriting a business, right? Okay. Great grandparent is an actor. Okay. I don't know. They were in talkies. Grandparent is a movie producer. Okay. Parent, movie director. You become a screenwriter or you're writing on a TV show. We could say that you inherited the ability to work in movies in TV from your family. It's where your community, it's where your connections were. But that's not genetic. No. No. Or there's this third option that I think there is, which I think is the most realistic, right? Where you potentially could inherit like skill or passion, right? So your great grandparent is a music teacher. Your grandparent becomes an accompanist. They play along with, like, people who perform. Your parent becomes a carpenter. Because they're like, I want to be a carpenter. And then you end up working in marketing, but you teach piano lessons on the side. Now, maybe some inherent musicality was passed down to you. But you don't then go to win a Grammy automatically. So do they inherit the talent? Do they inherit the opportunity? Like, what is that's the most realistic thing that we don't talk about when we talk about nepotism. We don't talk about like, yeah, everyone in my family can sing. That doesn't mean I dropped an album. That means maybe I sing in my free time. Maybe I 
tried to be in a band for a while but didn't fall it's just not realistic to say like everybody whose family shares something in common will then be like the biggest superstar in the world no or even be relatively famous no i just wanted to add some nuance to the conversation on nepo babies and present some questions that i think that people don't often turn to because it's like oh my god i can't believe that famous person has a famous dad oh crazy moving on and also why are you bitches ever surprised i'm so exhausted with you being surprised i'm so exhausted (laughs) of people dick riding for celebrities or rich people and being like oh i just thought they were so incredibly talented like (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in this evening please remember to follow download subscribe rate wherever you're listening to podcasts also you can find us on the socials at niches pod it's like niceties with an h on instagram and tiktok love you bye love you bye